If you're anything like me, you have a foam roller in your living room, your home gym, maybe even your office, and it just stares at you every single day for you to use it. Maybe you have used it, especially if you're feeling any pain or discomfort, and you think, oh my gosh, this hurts so good, maybe I should do this more often. Well, today we're talking all about foam rollers, when to use it, why you should use it, and what type of foam roller you should use. Foam rollers were the hype a couple years ago, and they still have been a very popular recovery tool. I mean, if you walk inside a Walmart or a Target or even inside a gym, you will see at least one foam roller, if not five different options for foam rollers. And because there's so many options, I want you to get the most benefit for your time, and that's why today we're going to dive into foam rollers. Welcome to Rehab for Runners, the podcast for runners who are ready to get out of pain and run with more confidence. Dr. Lisa will guide you with the clarity you need to unleash your potential with tools, practical tips, and exercises so you can enjoy your runs and exceed your goals. Well, hey there, runner. Welcome back to Rehab for Runners. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa, physical therapist. And today is one of my favorite topics, mostly because it's very misunderstood, especially since as runners, we tend to use foam rollers more often. And when you use a foam roller correctly, it can really change your performance. I think at one time I had four foam rollers in my house and I was not using a single one. <laughs> Maybe that's you today, but I'm going to convince you why you should use a foam roller, but more importantly, when you should use it. Because let's face it, timing matters. Timing matters with muscle activation, with recovery, and with foam rolling. I don't know if this is true for you, but for me, if I am told to foam roll for a certain amount of time at a very specific part of my routine or my schedule, then I'm more likely to do it, especially when I tell you the research behind foam rolling. But let's face it, most of us don't foam roll for a long period of time. We don't foam roll every single day. And it can hurt. It can hurt a lot, if you're, especially if you're very tight in that area or you have an injury coming on or you're recovering from an injury. I know in my past, I've used the foam roller with the knobs coming out of it, and that was awful. I think I stressed myself out more using that because of how bad it hurt. There's so many different options for foam rollers. Maybe if you've been to the gym or even walked down the recovery tool aisle in a sporting goods store, you've seen the really long foam rollers or the really short foam rollers or the ones that are cut in half even. And you're thinking, which one do I purchase? Which one is going to give me the most benefit? But before we get started talking about which foam roller you should get, let's talk about the benefits of foam rolling. Now, I'm going to link all the research articles that I am quoting and citing down in the show notes below, so feel free to check those articles out. So the first thing that foam rolling does is it increases your blood flow and your circulation. 
which sounds awesome. That's what most recovery tools should be doing. They can promise that they do that, but this is actually research-based. The next thing that it does is it increases your range of motion, which helps improve your performance. Talk about a win-win there, and that's exactly how the timing of when you foam roll makes a really big difference. The third thing that it does, it helps regulate your perception of pain in your central nervous system. So it helps to decrease the sensitivity of those neurotransmitters that sit right on top of your muscles. So talking about the nervous system there. But it really only helps with short-term effects. And that's where I think foam rolling can get a little misunderstood Because if you're foam rolling every single day, the time that you foam roll in relationship to your workout or your run is going to make a really big difference in how you feel those benefits. There is a pretty small window for carryover once you set the foam roller down and continue on with your day. So if you want the most benefit out of your foam roller, it's recommended that you foam roll before you run and combine it with your dynamic warm-up. So it should not be replacing your dynamic warm-up. It should be a combination of foam rolling and your dynamic warm-up. So for example, this might look like five minutes of foam rolling and then five minutes of your dynamic warm-up. Now you can always alternate between a foam rolling movement and then a dynamic warm-up alternating. It doesn't have to be just foam rolling and then just a dynamic warm-up. But if you combine the two, you're going to get the most benefit out of your time. If you've had ITB syndrome, you may have even tried foam rolling your IT band and you've thought, okay, this is super, super tight. Maybe I should foam roll it more. But research does back up that foam rolling does not break up adhesions, it does not improve flexibility, and it does not break up scar tissue. Because think about it, it's just a foam roller. You know, you need a lot of force to break up adhesions or break up scar tissue, and you're usually putting just your body weight through your foam roller. So it's just not enough force. Plus, we wouldn't want our adhesions and our scar tissue to break up that easily if we think about it, because those are very tough and sturdy tissues that we just, if you foam roll, you don't want it to be that simple to break up those adhesions or the scar tissue. So that's a good thing in my opinion. But just realize it does not break up these adhesions and it does not improve your flexibility. And if you have ITB syndrome, you can stop foam rolling. You can stop wasting your time with that because research actually shows that you need up to 2,000, yes, 2,000 pounds of force to increase the length of your IT band by just 1%, which is like, okay, if we're doing the math here, that's like not even a lot for 2,000 pounds of force. But that's a good thing. Again, that's a good thing. Our body is designed in a very specific way because your IT band is supporting the structure of your hip and your knee. So the fact that it's not easily lengthened is a great thing because it's therefore able to provide that stability. Now, I know I said foam rolling increases the range of motion, 
but please note it does not improve your flexibility. So let's talk about the difference between range of motion and flexibility just to give you a little bit more insight. So the range of motion is specifically talking about a joint's range of motion. How much movement does the joint have? For example, let's use the hip. So the hip is a ball and socket joint, so it has a ton of range of motion. But if we're talking about flexibility, we're only talking about how much length that muscle belly has and the tendon has. So the flexibility is the length that a muscle can stretch. And range of motion talks about how much motion the joint has. So I already told you before that the benefits of foam rolling increase your performance, increase your blood flow, your circulation, your range of motion, and your performance. Helps to regulate and desensitize those nerves that sit on top of your tissues. So when do we think about when you would want this to happen? When is the ideal time for all of these things to happen? Well, ideally, it's when you're performing. Ideally, it's when you're running or you're working out. It's not necessarily as important when you're sleeping or you're sitting at a desk working or just being more in a sedentary state. So if we want all of these benefits to happen during our performance, our workout, our run, our race, then we should foam roll before we do any sort of workout or run. However, there are some benefits. Now, I want to emphasize, capitalize, bold, some, when I say there are some benefits to foam rolling after a workout or a run. Research says it may help decrease stiffness and may help improve recovery. Now, that doesn't sound very convincing to me, but if you enjoy foam rolling at night or after a run, after a workout, go for it. But just know it's not 100% going to show any carryover or any benefit. It just might. And I think a lot of this is going to depend on the person. It's going to depend on where you feel the most you know, tightness when you're foam rolling or if you're in pain or recovering from an injury. So I think there's a lot of different factors that go into this. I know when I was first injured years and years and years ago, it was like, oh, let me just try some rehab exercises and let me try foam rolling. And I would foam roll and probably last like 30 seconds foam rolling because I'd be like, well, it's clearly tight and it hurts a lot. So I'm just going to stop there and I'm going to keep doing it tomorrow and the next day just to help desensitize it. But let's talk about dosage because this is really, really important. It's almost similar to like if you're static stretching and your muscle belly is super, super tight and you stretch and hold for like 10 seconds, it's not going to make that much of a difference. Your body really needs a lot of reinforcement in order for there to be any sort of carryover. You may have noticed this already with your stretching. But if we're talking about foam rolling, the ideal time or the amount of time that we should be foam rolling is 90 seconds to 120 seconds. So a minute and a half to two minutes per muscle group. And that's really important because that's not throughout the entire body. It's just per muscle group. And that's to get the most benefit out of foam rolling. Now, of course, you can foam roll for 30 seconds, but again, you're just not going to get the most benefit out of your time. So if we're foam rolling for a minute and a half to two minutes each muscle group, this might look like 
foam rolling your quads, foam rolling your calves and your glutes. And right there, you're at about five minutes if you're giving each of those sections a minute and a half to two minutes. So if you're planning your run, especially if it's early in the morning, make sure you give yourself enough time to foam roll and then do your dynamic warm up, especially if you are an early runner and you'd like to just wake up and get out the door. Some of my favorite areas to foam roll, I would say, are the glutes and the quads and the calves. Now, you can foam roll your hamstring, but I find that a lacrosse ball or a tennis ball works a lot better just because of the way that the hamstring is located and how you can use the foam roller with it. Now, it doesn't mean you can't foam roll your hamstrings, but I just find personally a lacrosse ball or tennis ball works a lot better in this area. And same thing for your calf, especially if you have a trigger point or just one area that's really, really tight. So you decide you want a foam roller and you go on Amazon because who even goes into stores these days? I mean, Amazon is just so convenient. So you go on Amazon, you type in foam roller and you get 5,000 options for foam rollers. At least that's what it seems like, right? So you're looking at all these different foam rollers and you're like, which one is the best one for me? Well, it really comes down to just what feels good good to you and what size you want. So let's talk about size first because size is just going to be a personal preference. I have the really long foam roller. I think it's like 40 inches long and I also have the 24 inch foam roller and I find that I like the longer foam roller more because I can knock out both of my quads at the same time and both of my calves at the same time. Now, I usually foam roll my glute individually or like separately, left and then the right one. But for quads, you can do hamstrings as well. And your calves, you can knock out both at the same time because you just put both on the foam roller and then you start rolling away. But if you have the shorter foam roller, like the 18 inch or the 24 inch, you could do both at the same time, but it might be harder to depending on your size. So just keep that in mind. Now, if we're talking about the density of the foam roller, Maybe you felt the foam roller and it's been like easier to stick your thumb in it and maybe others have been a little bit more harder or stiffer and you can't stick your thumb in it as far. Or maybe you're like me and you've tried the one with the knobs coming out of it and you've wanted to absolutely throw it out the window. (laughs) Well, luckily, research says that it doesn't necessarily make that much of a difference with the density of the foam roller. So keep this in mind, I would just pick one that's more of like a lower medium density so you don't feel the need to almost like hold your breath or stress yourself out more as you're foam rolling. Because realistically, it should be relaxing. It shouldn't be something that heightens your nervous system or causes more pain or more stress. And again, you really only want to foam roll muscles. You don't want to foam roll over joints or bones even. I guess joints is more applicable. But say like your kneecap, for example, you don't need to foam roll over your kneecap. You can just stop if with your quads all the way up to the top of your hip and then all the way down to your kneecap. You don't need to foam roll over your kneecap. Same with any sort of connective tissue like your IT band or even your plantar fascia. It's not going to make a difference. So you just might as well skip it. Save your time and just skip it. Focus more on the muscles that 
connect to your IT band. If your IT band's feeling tight, like your lateral quad, your glute, your TFL, and the lateral hamstring. So in conclusion, foam rolling is a great way to add to your performance, especially if you time it correctly. Now research does say to do the foam roller for about 90 to 120 seconds before run or right after run, but definitely more benefit before run. Don't think it's bad to do it right after, but obviously combine it with some post-run mobility if you're going to do that to help decrease that stiffness and help your joints recover faster. I want you to give this a try before your next run and tell me how it goes. You can always message me on Instagram. I will link it below. It's Dr. Lisa DPT, or you can email me and just let me know how it feels to foam roll before a run because I feel like that's a big switch and a big change in the research over the past five years. If you found this episode helpful, please rate it and review it. It really keeps me going and allows me to create more free content for you so you can keep running for miles and miles to come. Have a good run. I'll see you next time. Bye.